Hello and welcome everybody to a new episode of the Advanced Real Estate Talk. It's Aurelia. Uh, I'm here with Glenn, glennsutherland.com and Darcy, darcywhat.ca. Um, so the topic for today is what is a good deal? Uh, it seems obvious, but it's not that obvious. And that's why we wanted to uh, dedicate uh, an episode to that topic. Uh, who would like to get us started? Sure. Uh, honestly, I uh, I hate the term deal. <laughs> it's the most overused word because it just means property, but people say everything's a deal. Um, so I think it confuses people even farther just to say the word deal. Um, but it, it is the most common term that's used for when you're putting a project together, right? And they always call it a deal. Um, mm -hmm. And like Ari and I both run a course in... Um, when I'm doing my course and what, honestly, what holds up a lot of the students is they don't have a deal criteria. Like the hardest things are figuring out what you actually want to buy and where you want to buy it. It sounds so obvious and sounds like it should be the simplest thing. But honestly, it, those are the two things that hang people up more than anything else. It's not how to physically go and do it, how what paperwork needs to get done, how to raise the money, how to put it all together, that isn't the part that ties them up. It's just knowing what you're looking for. You are absolutely right. Uh, if you run my definition of good deal backwards, it starts with goals. You have to know what you're looking for and what you're in the game for. Yeah. Was it, what was the saying? You can't find what you're not looking for. Um, exactly. That's so good. Um, but people, they just, they honestly... Um, they don't know what they're looking for. And they they tell realtors and brokers and mm -hmm. wholesalers that they just want a deal. And mm -hmm. that means nothing to nobody. Um, nobody. So what is a deal? What is your deal criteria? Where is it located? What does it look like? Is it a 20-unit building? Is it a single-family home? Is your strategy to flip it? Is your strategy to be a long-term rental, a short-term rental, a burr, a lease option? Uh, what? is it that you're looking for because people can't find you anything if you can't define this <laughs> you yeah. can't tell them what you what you're doing um and that's one of the things i really hammer down you can figure out what it is then you can tell people and then the key is if they find it for you is to buy it which sounds freaking obvious but it isn't um people get terrified when they get to that point when something actually comes across that meets their their deal criteria especially if they're new um but I guess a lot of it, What what is it is a good deal to you? Is it something you're planning on it buying and it just appreciates? That's how it looks. Is it a certain cash flow you're looking for? Is it um, a certain, you're planning to force the value? You have a, a business plan where you can make that force this property to be worth something more. No, you're not, I'm not talking appreciation. I'm talking about, you know, adding a unit, um, you yeah. know, whatever you're doing. If Improving you're doing facilities, yeah. Improving your net operating yeah. yeah, making this thing more valuable, doing a renovation, doing an addition, doing whatever it is, some way of forcing this. Um, the other way some people might be looking for uh, to be called a deal is a certain percentage of the ARV. Like they're looking for a discount or even a certain percentage discount of what its current value is, right? Could be the, the thing. But the, the main thing to this is you need to figure out what this is. Yeah. What is your good deal? Well, I could, could you, uh, I threw, I threw together a definition for this. I worked I on it. it a little bit off and on, but here it is. And maybe this, because when I talked about running it backwards, it, it's right on point with what you're saying. A good deal 
is the right mixture of present and future value that is a combination of right timing, opportunity, utility, and price to achieve your real estate goals. Now that doesn't tell you what I'm looking, what kind of building I'm looking for, but it has to have those elements and I know what those mean to me. So specifically, we're looking for 30 plus multi-res in Western Canada, specific markets, Saskatoon and Edmonton, that has upside value, underperforming rents, inefficient heating utilities, additional space possible to add another suite, to improve the quality of services in the building, the aesthetics. Um, I'm looking for, if it has accessibility elevators and ramps, those are sweet bonus items. Um, I'm looking for a pitched roof rather than a flat roof. Now I get down to specifics, but it, it is a mixture of present and future value. So right now I'm buying usually at a discount because there's bad management or there's some problem with the building that I know how to fix that has, and I can envision future value. So I'm looking for that gap between where I'm buying at present value and future value where I'm going to take it, take it in somewhere between 16 and 30 months. So between six, within three years, I'm going to achieve that future value. That's our program. That's exactly what we do. And if you're listening to our podcast from last podcast, that's exactly my pitch. Super simple. I'm going to find that. I'm going to fix it up. And in three years, I'm going to refinance it at its future value and extract your money from it. Then I'm going to sell it to a giant REIT in about two or three years after that. That's our plan. Super simple. Describe that to your spouse and giddy up. But that's that's what I look for as a good deal. Now, there's more to it. You know, I can break down those terms, but that's my definition. But you're saying, overcomplicated. You tell them every all the details and they forget all the simplest parts to it. Yeah. But right time, present and future value at the right time with something you can work on at the right price. You got to know what your prices are. And so I think would be a good deal. Yeah, I think uh, I like the to boil it down to the concept of problem. You know, you buy problems and uh, and you you get more and more successful. The, the bigger the problems you're able to solve. And I I remember being on this call about uh, mobile home park investing, and um, there was this park nobody wanted because uh, I think there was an issue around uh, around uh, the septic, and he wasn't serious with septic. And, and the guy just became an expert at this septic issue. So he could build a portfolio of mobile home parts that had this very issue because he was an expert and had become the best at solving this problem. And he, he turned this problem into an opportunity. Oh, yeah. The other remarks I had written down were for me, for example, I do a commercial real estate and every day I look for so non-residential commercial industrial retail and office, and I look for value-add deals. And, and typically the criteria we have for those value-add deals are under market rents that are renewing soon, which yeah. means there is uh, equity baked in and deferred maintenance. So again, back to the idea of a problem and vacancies. Vacancies, and what we'll do is typically we'll try to get the property under contract for a longer due diligence, allowing us to test to, to drive to test drive the property and gauge uh, the interest we can get for the the vacant units uh, and typically other avenues to find a good deals the deal for commercial can be mismarketed by your residential agent who doesn't who doesn't really know or understand you know how to how to price um, an asset mismarketed mispriced uh, and I remember early on uh, I heard this person say you know they like buildings like it's more residential whether you have cat pee it's bad looking uh low rents 
and because you're buying again you know a problem that's that can be fixed and by, by doing that you have built in equity you can do uh, what um, uh, typical a typical investor does which is buying a problem buying uh, buying low uh, fixing the issues and then renting the the units at uh, at market and uh, and that way you have a uh, created uh, what is called in multifamily investing uh, forced appreciation you you create uh, appreciation by increasing the rents by bringing them to market by solving the the problems that the units may have uh, maybe the, maybe they are cosmetic um, yep. and i remember people telling me oh i buy only people places i would live in well uh, that's not something I do. Uh, I look for problems, uh, problems that I can fix, and then uh, that's that's typically a, a way I, I find good deals. Uh, yeah, and to summarize, you know, a good deal can have hair on it, and and typically uh, you you fix those problems, and then and you can you can you can turn uh, a problem into a into a profit. I'm not yeah. sure if we're going to go down this path, but you just talked about like um buying something I would live in, and um. That is honestly one of the biggest uh, mistakes that people make. Huge. Um, they, Good. I was worried where you were going with this. Like, what? Glenn, no. no, no. They <laughs> they honestly will pick stuff that they live in. Doesn't necessarily cash flow very well at all. It's not a deal. It's not under market. It doesn't hit any of those litmus tests that we've come up with. Um, but it's that, oh, I, I'd like to vacation there. I'd like to oh, go to that park. No. And you're like... No. But you could, what about this for an idea? What if you actually bought something in a different part of the country that cash flowed really well and your cash flow could pay for you to go wherever you wanted? You could go to a different one of those places over here instead of, you know, this one house that doesn't cash flow, even with that yeah. set up as an Airbnb. Anyway, there's yeah, a little, little rant. Yeah, that's right. I think we're going, we're looking at something, uh, you know, those when emotions get in the way of savvy financial decisions and, when you listen to Warren Buffett, that's also what he says. You know, don't be uh, don't be emotional. Don't try to time the market. Um, do just the opposite. You know, when others are afraid, you know, buy more stocks because they're going to come up, come back up. Is the is the theory. And uh, when when they're uh, at top prices, don't don't buy them. Uh, wait, be greedy when people are fearful, and fearful when people are greedy. Well, that's what we're going to talk about in our next in our next recording. I think about managing emotions, but you do have to take it out of it. A good deal is not an emotional deal. It's not because you fell in love with it. That's a terrible idea. I think Glenn's caution is right. I've seen the people I've seen fail the the largest and the most frequently where they get caught up in the idea that they're an interior designer. Um, that's just talks. It's just, if failure is inevitable, um, we're talking about building a business, not an artistic uh, creation or an opportunity for self-expression. Your self-expression will be in the way that you do your business. But if you're talking about real estate as a business and you're caught up in your art, I just know you're gonna lose your investors' money and your own. Um, housing, you know, in, in, the, in large measure, unless you've got a massive ego, housing is a utility. On Maslow's hierarchy, it's on the bottom, food and shelter. And if you get it out of that neighborhood and start putting it into self-expression, it gets increasingly costly. And the number of people that want to buy that or be a part of it is the same as Maslow's hierarchy. It gets smaller and smaller as you go up. Don't make that mistake. What you are trying to do is build utilitarian, efficient, comfortable, and economic, satisfying housing for a large variety of people. 
So I had, for instance, I had a friend who I really respect, but he had this idea that he's going to turn these um, rental suites in a very modest neighborhood into these funky um, urban place for, you know, hip people, waxed mustaches and stuff. So he did a lot of structural changes to the kitchens. He put in granite, circular granite breakfast bars that perched out into space that need to be supported, where you could imagine people making an espresso as they stand to get ready for work. Um, people broke that stuff. Um, he ended up renting to people that didn't care about that, who never drinks espresso. You're, you're selling, trying to sell, sell espresso to a Tim Hortons double-double crowd. They don't care for it. You're, you're not selling them what they want. It did not work. And I've seen others too that bought things that were expressions of their personal style. They don't work. A, a good deal is has utility in it. And that's why I put it in my description. It's functional. It has utility. It's not a luxury good, a luxury product for a select group. That's, I don't know, those retail, real estate shows were selling Las Vegas or selling... Um, Los those Angeles, places, Malibu. those real estate shows have a lot of trouble. Um, a lot of times they over-renovate for the neighborhood. And I've read many articles on them where they actually can't sell those properties because they're worth, you know, worth, I'm using yeah. quotations, um, like far ridiculous. higher than what anything else is selling in that neighborhood and they can't sell it. Yeah. Remember, we're it, this is real. This is the real estate um, those are television shows. They have as much reality as the Beverly Hillbillies. It's a, you know, when you see the list of products supplied and services supplied by, of people wanting to get their name on television, there's, they're buying, they're getting the materials for free. They're plumbers for free. They're electricians for free. That's not reality. And even the best of those shows, the Canadian ones, remember Ryan Balmers, look at the list of people who are giving services for free and where they get their advertisement in the side of their truck on television. They're not paying for those things. They're not economical. You also could be getting paid hundred K per episode. Or yeah. yeah. I mean, it's just, that's fantasy. That's television. The further you can get away from that, unless, you know, that's crack cocaine for you, then go ahead. But <laughs> it won't help your business. It really won't. That stuff is just toxic. So uh, I don't know. It's laughable. If you're doing the work, it, it it's fun. It's fun. It's like going to Disneyland, watching those shows, a couple of them back to back while you're in the, on the bike at the gym sure fine don't have a steady diet of that it'll ruin you anyway, just to summarize my whole thing at the start was, <laughs> sorry <laughs> to uh you need to figure out what you want um otherwise you're gonna have to sift through too many projects honestly yeah. you got to figure out what you that if you want to summarize the whole thing in, into that you need to know what you want you need to know how you're going to do it what your project is yeah i think that would make for a great topic how to figure out what you want maybe uh, we, maybe we can yeah some experience and how we've done it and uh, maybe uh, yeah have others on that path yeah. question. I, would, I think that's a great idea i would add one uh, another thought though like there's a difference between a good deal and like this the idea of the unicorn of the great deal the exceptional deal that people keep chasing that's a no-brainer that's no money down or these kind of things a career and a business can be based on making a lot of good deals over and over again with with discipline with intentionality and uh with perseverance you can have a great business making good deals um if you're constantly chasing great deals with higher risk there's a high chance that you will fail in those ones or that you won't find what you ever want nobody's ever caught a unicorn or a sasquatch or a dragon 
you know, those things, it's because they don't exist. And oftentimes what you think of as a great deal, it just doesn't exist. Um, but a good deal, there's some good deals every single day. I look at good deals every day. I'm just looking for the right mix of timing, opportunity, utility, and price. So, um, those are my thoughts. Yeah, thank you everybody for tuning in. Uh, this is Aurelien. Uh, I have a, a course I created in the show notes. Uh, you can find the link. And then Glenn also has a course about investing in the US. And uh, and uh, glennsutherland.com and Darcy can be found at darcywhite.ca. Thank you for tuning in and we'll see you all next time. Cool. Thanks everybody. Thanks everyone.